What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey folks, and welcome to Movie Crush. It's Chuck Bryant here. And this week, we have the great, the hysterical Kyle Kinane. He's one of my favorite, favorite comics. If you've never seen Kyle perform live, uh, you need to check him out for sure, or check out any of his stand-up specials. They're all really, really great. Uh, Kyle and I hung out a couple of times a few years ago, and um, I've, I've kept in touch with him a little bit over the years. And he's just a nice dude. He's a lot of fun to hang out with and to knock back a couple of scotches with, uh, if we're being totally honest. And he, I think, I think he had a couple of movies he was going back and forth on, one of which was Strange Brew. But we, he ended up going with Big Trouble in Little China, which is an excellent, excellent pick. It's, uh, the John Carpenter, Kurt Russell classic movie, um, part action adventure, part comedy. Uh, Kurt Russell's hysterical in it. It's really just one of the all time greats. And, and Kyle was, he was a lot of fun to talk to about Big Trouble in Little China. So uh, here we go with this week, me and Kyle Kinane in conversation. So you grew up in Illinois, right? Yeah, a town called Addison. Okay, where's that in relation to like, I don't know, Chicago? <clears throat> that is, um, if you got on Lake Street right in downtown Chicago mm-hmm. and went 20 miles west, you'd hit Addison, Illinois. All right, so it's a suburb of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, so pretty close suburb. What was your uh, what were your early like movie going days like? <clears throat> early movie going day. Well, that's I, I expressed to you my, my concern about like I never nerded out over like the things I liked in movie. My dad, I think 
my dad would take us to movies like when we were real little kids because we were well behaved. So uh -huh. I know I saw the siblings or friends, me and my sister. Uh huh. And just because that was like, he's like, I want to see this movie. It was never a kid's movie. My dad wouldn't take us to kid's movies. So like I saw <laughs> Raising Arizona. Oh, uh, yeah. When I was probably, I mean, when did that come out? 85? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm 46. You're a little younger than me, right? 40, yeah. Okay. So I was like, it's like, yeah, a nine year old right. watching Raising Arizona. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's still kind of funny though. But like, so this, that kind of sense of humor, I think, started off early or the one year on, I think it was my 10th birthday. Whenever Revenge of the Nerds 2 came out, right. Like, All right, take the kid out for his birthday. Right. So we went and saw Revenge <laughs> of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. <laughs> and I come home, my mom's like, why is it some sexy movie you take these kids? He's like, ah, what t shirt contest? Like, yeah. just dusted it off. Like, it was fine. Right. That's, it's in retrospect, it's not the sexiest movie. Yeah. So, but I didn't grow up like with this idyllic, like, know all the Disney classics. Yeah. But it was more on the other end of, I remember one time being a kid, a little TV in the kitchen, and The Shining was. We got cable early on. I think my parents realized, like, oh, if we got cable, kids shut up. Right. Just give them, <laughs> give it to them, let them watch. Yeah. And I started watching The Shining as a real little kid. Wow. And all my mom did, she's like, oh, Shining, that's a scary one. Right. And then just said good night and turned the lights off on me and let me watch The Shining by myself. Wow. Single digit years in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just on a chair. Wow. And I would watch scary movies. All, I, I like. I just like that sensation of being afraid. Because then you laugh when it's not real fear. When it's movie yeah. movie scare, and then you laugh like that's that gets me to laugh. You giggle because you're relieved. Yeah, because it's not real fright, and you feel silly after you scream or something. I, I still to this day, my sister and I both like love those kind of like scary movies. All uh -huh. kinds of, and I'm not up. I'm not up on it. I don't know all of it. I right. never took the. The, the, not as a disparaging term, but the nerd route to learn everything about it and learn who the special effects artists were. I'm like, yeah, sure. No, I just like that movie. It, it was, it scared me and it was a good time. Right. I got a silly time watching a movie. Yeah. You didn't overthink it. Yeah. And so now I, I, I probably don't have the appropriate, I probably don't have a refined palette for film. Yeah. That's not what this is about. <laughs> good. No, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, this isn't about like, uh, testing anyone's knowledge or deep dives. Oh, thank into, God. Uh, no, no, no. Thank you don't God. Um, it's funny cause Brandy, uh, Brandy Posey was just in here, as mm -hmm. you know, and a rare double day interview or a double interview day. And she hates horror movies. Really? Yeah. She, she can't watch them. She saw Child's Play when she was a kid and it fucked her up mm -hmm. and she's like, no more. That's my girlfriend is that, yeah, she's like, I'm going to have nightmares. This isn't going to be fun. Yeah. And I'm on the other, I'm like, well, because it's not real, that's what's fun about it. Like yeah. you, you access that part of you, that fear part of you, but then it's over with. Yeah. Which, although that's the lesson we should learn from the thriller video, is that it's not over. <laughs> that's right. So if we paid any attention <laughs> to thriller, maybe I'm totally wrong here. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the palace in downtown L.A. That's that theater. Oh, it, really? Uh-huh. That was – I, and that was like a video where, to this day, like, think about all music. Like, no, I'm uh, – Michael Jackson is a movie about uh, – I don't know, zombies or something. Okay, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? You can yeah. sing about girls all you want. Yeah. But the biggest hit, I was about zombies. Yeah. It was about, what was it even about? I, what, the song or the, the short film Both video of it. Piece? I mean, the, I know the video, but now I'm like thinking know. about the lyrics are just about being scared. Yeah, it is weird. I never thought about that. Like, you know the song by heart, but, like, I never... I think I need to change my movie to just the thriller video. Right. In, my, in a clutch, find out. Because I remember I came back to my apartment, and, and that, 
And it still creeps me out. If I get in the right zone, I was riding my bike home. I was living in Burbank at the time. And I remember Thriller came on. And uh-huh. I was going to have a great time. But I was riding home at night. And it was like kind of a suburban side street. So it was like just, headphones or was it just pumping head, through Burbank? No, yeah. yeah just, <laughs> it, it's showbiz. You know, they just entertain yeah. you with the movie soundtracks. So I had on the headphones. And I, was, I was real high. And so there's like, you know, the the, wisp, the whispery trees uh-huh. going. And so it was just like the video. And I got into my apartment. And it's such a good song. But it was also creepy. I left it on. I had roommates at the time, but I just quietly had a little dance party to thriller. <laughs> yes. But also left my bike helmet on in case some shit went down. Like uh-huh. I was in I was in such a weird place. <laughs> we're like, this is a scary soundtrack to me, yeah. maybe having to fight ghosts right now. And right. I just had a little tiny moment and it's when I was you wake up the next day like I don't know if that was embarrassing <laughs> or you're doing you're living your life how you want and that's beautiful. Like I don't know what which side of that was. Dude, you know how many of your fans would like pay a hundred dollars to see that. <laughs> just just paranoid solo dance party in the dark with a bike helmet on. Yeah, that'd be great. It's an unstoppable tune. Good idea for your next special. <laughs> uh so you're going to movies with your sister and your old man. Uh, were, was, did you guys watch movies as a family at home, like on the VHS? Was that a big deal, or no? The, they sort of uh, non-parented. Yeah, they weren't really like sit still and watch a movie. Yeah, it wasn't that type of family. Honestly, one of the only other times I remember sitting still as a family was to listen to Thriller. So much of this goes back to Thriller. Really, Chuck, I, it's amazing how much now that I'm talking. Because uh-huh. my, I remember buying. This, I didn't mean to sabotage this whole thing and talk about Thriller. No, this but is I'm, all good. I'm realizing how much ties back to that album. Uh-huh. That we bought it at the store. I was so excited. We're getting, it was like when vinyl was still like that was just a regular format. And I right. check out my wall of personality, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> and I, I remember like being at a venture department store and like I kept putting it on top of everything in the cart. Like people need to know we're getting Thriller right now. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. My mom would like tuck it so it wouldn't break. I'm like, no, people need to know. Right. We got home and we all sat. Quietly, because then my dad put it on the turntable in order to transfer it to a cassette. Oh, yeah. So we had a quiet listening party uh-huh. of Thriller, interrupted by, like, ooh, I like this song. Shut up. You're fucking it up. And, like, <laughs> and just, like, so just occasionally peppered by my dad going, shut up. You're screwing it up. And, like, <laughs> but that's what he was transferring it to a cassette tape. And that's I remember great. That, that. But, yeah, I can't think of a movie. I think I saw Silence of the Lambs in the theater with my whole family. Like the, th- <laughs> the, one, the things I remember. Yeah, it doesn't paint us as a wholesome, a no, that's wholesome fun. tribe. But Shining in the kitchen by yourself. Shining in the kitchen by. I remember, Silence of the Lambs of the family. I remember seeing that, or or my. I think my parents wanted to see it when they dropped me off at a skate park when I was like thirteen years old. Yeah, and then they're like, well, "We went and saw Silence of the Lambs," or, or we saw it afterwards. I think I was with them, and then. Yeah, my mom like more of a classic movies, but also the classic scary movies. All you know, The Omen, uh-huh. Rosemary's Baby. She's yeah. like, oh, that one's scary. Oh, that one's scary. Like same thing. She, yeah. I think she, that's like the love of the scary stuff comes from her. And my dad was always there'd be some old western or Star Trek was his thing, right? And you know, typical dad stuff. Yeah, out of him. But my sister and I just took the scary part and just ran with it. Yeah, and so, and she just moved to L.A. and now she's loving like. How they celebrate Halloween around Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like pretty big. So many extreme haunted houses and old screenings of movies. Uh-huh. You can see movies in a cemetery there, and they'll show a scary movie in a cemetery. Like yeah, Hollywood Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Sinespia runs that. I think I could be wrong, but yeah. So it's it's a good 
it's a good town for watching for Halloween. Yeah, in for sure. And Christmas, weirdly, because yeah, I remember when I lived there, they uh, just kind of overdid it because the weather. I think the weather, and then you have everybody that that's their job anyway, is set decorating to oh, make yeah, things yeah, look. Well, no, I'm going to make my house look preposterous right. on Christmas. Yeah, and there's like a whole block of people, and it's not the competition. It's like let's just go. Yeah, let's go crazy with decorations. It's like thank yes, awesome. Well, that's cool. You're, are you and your sister still close? Are you guys? Yeah, hang yeah, out? yeah, yeah. That's awesome. She sends me links to all these haunted houses. Like she'll do the extreme ones, like where, like, where, oh, sure. Like the Cubs won the World Series last year, and it was one of the one of the World Series games, I think. Where I'm like, oh, did you see it? What, what where were you at? She's like, I signed up for some kidnapping thing. I got dro- <laughs> I got dropped off in a body bag off oh, Halstead. No. <laughs> wow, that's covered stuff. in fake blood. But she's nonchalant about. It. She's like, it was all right. <laughs> What? Holy shit. And she sent me one file that was in San Diego. That She's like, I think this one might even be too much. And it's like, yeah, you sign away all your waivers. You're going to get PTSD. Like, I'm like, yeah, no, that's, wow. not, that's not fun scared anymore. So you're actually, they like do things to you physically. Yeah, yeah. They can really mess with you. Or is that just propaganda right. to sell more interest in it? Like anything could happen. Yeah. You're going to have to eat your own vomit if you're that scared. Like. <laughs> I don't, I don't need that. I'm yeah. a, like, we're already talking about the gout. God knows what's going on with my heart. I don't need those kind of, I need like a guy in a wolfman costume jumping right. around a corner. Like, grr. I'm like, oh, you got me. I haven't been to one of those. I'm not, t- I'm not a big fan of those. I remember being a kid being pretty no? scared by the haunted houses. My dad and, would and these take were the shitty, them. like six flags ones. Yeah. 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 Um, so I never, I never really got into those. My dad, I remember the rise of those. Like the when it started getting sort of extreme, there, yeah. was, there was one called Hades Haunted Houses at the Odium in Villa Park, and it, I think it was my dad being like, "Ooh, we're gonna do this." My dad, big Halloween fan, yeah, one of the first people in the neighborhood to actually decorate their lawn. Like now, it's commonplace, but people didn't do that. You would trick or treat, but nobody really decorated their lawn. My dad like made the fake tombstones. We'd get dry ice and put it in the bushes, yeah. And, everything. <clears throat> and he was the one who's like, "All right, we're going to this." Like, took the kids, like, oh, all right, I guess we'll go. And it was like, you had to, like, crawl on this, like, to crawl through this tunnel, this plexiglass. One of the plexiglass was just a bunch of rats. Yeah. Like, in like running in a maze underneath you. And, like, that was the first one, like, oh, this is not, like, put on by the church as a fun yes. community. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there are no regulations here. Yeah. And uh, there's probably, like, not even, like, scary, like, but, but probably a lot of loose nails. <laughs> In the dark. Yeah, like you could get hurt just <laughs> yeah. from an accident. I think you get tetanus is what you get from that haunted house. <laughs> tetanus and asbestos poisoning is what you get. Yeah, respiratory problems. I think I would really like your family. Yeah. They were, they were, they were, they, when we did fun stuff, we did real like, oh, yeah, oh, Pop's taking us to haunted every year. He's, he wants to go. He's going in there. Yeah. Trying to resist all his like martial arts training urges to just punch somebody yeah that's awesome i always had a joke about like what if a haunted house was just you having to go back to your actual house that you grew up in yeah as at your age having to look at your behavior as a 14 year old (laughs) and you'd go into your bedroom and it's you yelling at you as your own dad like well christian hostoy's parents let him build a half pipe in the backyard now he's a millionaire you guys just don't believe in my dreams i'm like oh what an asshole (laughs) Uh, that's awesome all right so when i when i first emailed you about Picking a favorite movie, mm-hmm. um, and every everyone across the board always has a little anxiety with it uh, yeah. about you know naming the one. And you said a couple of others besides Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said Strange Brew, mm-hmm. which you know I was perfectly happy oh. to talk about that. Well, <clears throat> it is 
it was an early on, like an early comedy that. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Like, and also the concept, like, wait a minute, they're showing their own movie at the beginning of their movie. Yeah. What? Wait. Oh, it's like they don't even take this seriously. This yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and just the use of Yosemite Sam's voice for their dad. Mm-hmm. And it's a very playful movie. Yeah, it was just all kinds of silly. Had no idea it was Hamlet. Right. Didn't I never know. really thought about that. I had no. It, that's what it is. And I. This is why I don't know because I don't know Hamlet. I don't know anything about Shakespeare. Yeah. I was like, Strange Brew is great. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's actually Hamlet. I'm like, oh, totally. <laughs> still no idea. Still haven't read Hamlet. So. Oh, well, I need to revisit that then. But yeah, I guess the whole idea that. I, whatever. Yeah, I guess it's Hamlet. Sure, Hamlet. Right. Either, outside of that, just the, just the simple joke of like when he's driving the van and they like cut the brakes. Line. He's like, oh, the brakes are out. He's like, well, no point in steering now. Like yeah. That, just as a kid. So dumb. Just, I well, love it. Just folding his arm. Well, no point in steering now. Yeah. Well, and I saw that one as a kid uh, as well. And it was um, – you don't know when you're a kid that you're watching like one of the great comedy duos. Yeah. Or yeah. these like brilliant uh second city performers. Yeah, I had no idea and, and you know, every time uh Eugene Levy was in a movie, I'm just like, I know that guy from the other movie. Yeah. He's playing sort of the same guy and I like that guy whenever right. he shows up in a movie. Yeah. That guy's fun. Splash was on the other day. I forgot how good of a movie that was. Oh, God, Eugene Levy is the yeah, that's crappy right. scientist. Yeah, that Steelers. tries to uh well I think he does out her eventually <clears throat> yeah. with a fire hose. And also yeah, and also and R. I. P. John Candy. Like uh, I tr- I sat there watching that, and I just imagined every movie with John Candy being the lead role in it, and how yeah. much of a better world this would be. Like, and like John Wick, but it's John Candy as John Wick. <laughs> and I'm like, I've, I, I've, I'm sad that that movie can never be made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He, God, he was the best. I, I saw a little bit. Every Thanksgiving, we used to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles mm-hmm. in my family, but um, haven't done that in a while. But it was on. The other day, uh, I was just flipping around. And it was randomly on at home, yeah. which is not one you see on TV a lot. And God damn, that's just such a good movie. Yeah. It's so funny. That to, not to sidestep, like, but more family stuff. Like, I remember we did go, like, my grandma would, like, get all the grandkids together and we're going to go to the movies. And, but the movies, we, we, you could either see, um, Back to the Beach or Robocop. This is the movies my grandmother bought <laughs> tickets for her young grandchildren. Yeah. It's the most violent movie that had ever <laughs> yeah, been made. I know. So oh, good though. Or, uh, or <laughs> Back to the Beach. I don't think I, what is Back to the Beach? Back to the Beach, I need to watch again because I think that was subversively funny. Uh huh. That was, um, Frankie Avalon and Annette Finicello oh, doing yeah. going, going back to the like beach. Like a throwback to their old movies. Yeah, but it was them trying to like recapture it, but they have a shitty son, uh-huh. and it's all like Ven- – like, and their daughter was the was the woman from uh, whatever, Full House, I think. Uh-huh. But all the stereotypes of like Venice Beach culture in the yeah. 80s, like the surf gangs and Pee Wee Herman's in it singing with oh, – Oh, wow. Dick Dale and like there's all Holy kinds shit. Of, there's all these kind of cameos and re- like really goofy campy stuff. Yeah, I, I remember. I, I think it might be a funny movie. I haven't seen it in years, but looking right. back, I'm like, wait, that might have been a really hilarious movie. Yeah, like there's more purposely to- bad movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> But that was a family movie, so it wasn't right. like a heartwarming plane train. So I just remember seeing RoboCop with uh, yeah. my grandmother. What'd she think of it? She liked all kinds of weird stuff. She was like, uh, like, even this was my dad's, like, I forget what, like, horror movie, like, Body Parts or something was coming out. She's like, oh, I want to see that. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. 
I really want to see the Howard Stern. Yeah, private movie. parts. Yeah, private parts. Maybe I'm mixing up my parts movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. But she was always <clears throat> just didn't like, I think just didn't know yeah. that you shouldn't show kids RoboCop. Yeah, I didn't see. But man, a cop. Cops are good. My grandmother's like, I mean, we had, I had two, the two grandmothers on both sides. One was like the modern grandma and one mm. was like the throwback. Yeah. And the retro model. Yeah, like she didn't literally didn't even have a television in her house, yeah. and I don't think, I don't know, she had ever been to a movie in her life. Like we literally took her to the ocean for the first time when she was in her eighties. Really? And she walked out and looked at it and said, "Well, that's big." Was she immigrant? <clears throat> no, she's just country, Jackson, Tennessee. Country. Oh, okay, kind yeah. of. Yeah, you can live out there and not. Yeah, it's like not it being need an immigrant. Any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other ones were just uh, very religious, and so like. I mean, I never ingested any media with my grandparents at all. Yeah. Whatsoever. Like they watched golf and the other ones, like I read comic books and that was about it at her house. Really? It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, so the other movie though you were going to thinking about was uh, a yeah. creep show. Oh, uh, another great movie. Yeah. That was another one. Little kid. I remember what I remember watching that at my other grandmother's house. She wasn't on board, but I think we were kind of like sneak watching it. Yeah. On ca- Everybody had cable. I think that developed a lot of things. Like no, I no wholesomeness entered my life. Like, yeah, you didn't see the Little Mermaid. No, I saw Creep Show. I watched yeah. Creep Show. Yeah, or Porky's. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at Porky's, all the Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, and then like, oh, when the Emmanuel series would come on late night. Uh huh. There was also a weird series of like boob movies that involved like <laughs> remote control cars. There was, it was always like an espionage thing. It uh-huh. was very, is like the most soft core, like occasionally like, oh, I got to take a shower. Right. And there would be boobs. But then also the espionage would include, like it was a series of movies. It mm-hmm. would always included like, well, we're going to take, we're going to put a bomb on this remote control helicopter. Yeah. And then we'll fly it in there. Like, <laughs> so, but I'm like 12. I'm like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, RC cars and planes and boats. Yeah. And boobs. It says everything. It's, it's, it's hitting all my, all, all my demos. <clears throat> but eventually you landed on, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Which is, uh, to me, a couple of greats right off the bat. One of, one of the great movie posters of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of the great titles. Just Big Trouble in Little China I've always thought was, yeah. Like they just nailed that title right yeah. out of the gate. You know, it had a lyrical sort of quality to it. Yeah, I don't even remember where I saw it for the first time. Was it the theater, you think? <clears throat> I don't think – I didn't see that one in the theater because that one came out – was that like in 87? 86. 86. Okay, so yeah, I I, it, I, I probably saw it on cable when it came out a couple years later. Yeah. But it was one of those ones that not even off the bat. I just remember like, oh, what was that movie I saw one time where I got scared? Which it's not even – it's a campy movie. But yeah. when you're a little kid, again, you still get scared like – that, well, they had legit monsters in yeah, it. Yeah, that kind of wolf weird thing uh-huh. where the eyes would come in through the the, the painting and yeah. look around. Like I remember that's the monster that scared me. Um, everything about it, stylistically, like like Kurt Russell, I didn't realize he was making fun of John Wayne. I was like, this right. guy's just kind of a <laughs> corny dude. Yeah. But he's getting like he sucks at this. Like he's right. he sucks at being an action hero. And I thought that was hilarious. Was like I got a knife. Yeah, and then he dropped it. Like ah, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> or at the end when he when he gets all supercharged and shoots the ceiling. Yeah, and it comes Kill, down and yeah. knocks him out. It's such a, like a yeah. like a vaudevillian move. But yeah, it's, hysterical. it's real cartoony. And I don't think I, I know they're they're remaking it with the Rock. I heard that. I trust the Rock. Do you? I I, I trust him. 
to do that well. He's played the goofy brawny dude in some other movies. He can he can be funny. I'll give him that. And I, so I I know people are against remakes. I don't. But so what? Eh, Everything's a remake. It kind of depends. Uh, Kurt Russell actually did a screening of. Big Trouble with James Gunn, the director. Yeah. Uh, you know, did you see Guardians 2? Kurt Russell was in that. I didn't see the second one. I only saw the first one. Yeah, Kurt Russell's in it. So James, yeah. he had just been directed by James Gunn and they did a, I think this was recently, did a screening in LA of Big Trouble. And oh, my buddy was telling me about that. I was out of town. I, I mean, that would have been so great I, to go to. Yeah. But he said that, uh, he's not too worried about the remake. He said, you know, if mm-hmm. they do it, that's fine. He said, you know, you got to have a good reason to do it. But uh, he didn't seem too bothered by it, which, which is cool. You know, you don't want to be a big dick about yeah, it. Yeah, what a good, what a good ad to like do it well. If you don't do it well, people are going to have your head on a platter. Yeah, exactly. So you're running the risk when you do something like that anyway nowadays. And it just makes your original movie look better. Yeah, and, and or the off chance, boy, that was great. Also, let's watch the original again. Man, that was great too. Yeah, and I, yeah, I trust The Rock to do funny stuff. Yeah, I think that guy cut that wrestling background. He knows how to play it up and 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 camp it up real well. Yeah. Also, easy on the eyes. Yeah, that sure. guy, muscle, <laughs> giant muscly guy, is gonna pull off like that guy, big and strong, but being a doofus. That's yeah. a good combo. I like it's simple, but it's a good combo. Kurt yeah. Russell, Kurt Russell, easy on the eyes, and all his little, all his quotes and him talking to the CB. I have, I have a pork chop express tattoo. With the words "kinda invincible" written underneath. It. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, you know, you get you drink too, right? No, that's awesome. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I feel kind of kind of invincible. Kind of invincible. <laughs> Such a great line. It's hot in here. <laughs> that was me and my buddy. We had just driven. It was during Hurricane Sandy, so we were in Florida at this music festival. He couldn't get back to New York. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm driving straight back to L.A. from Gainesville. Do you want to just come with? And we did. So it's like, let's. 20-hour drive, and yeah, we just yeah. straight through, like, kind of just sleeping in the car. Right. We got back. We're like, we're burnt out. We made it. Like, let's watch the, oh, Big Trouble and Little China. And we started, we were watching it. It was like, hadn't seen it in a while. Watching like, I think this is my favorite movie. Like, yeah. at that moment, like, <laughs> I think this is it. Like, I think if I had to pick a favorite movie, this uh-huh. would be it. And we're like, let's go get Big Trouble and Little China tattoos. So we went That's out and got the great. Shop Express. Yeah. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So I did a little background research, not too much, but um, some great interviews with John Carpenter I read where he described it as an action, uh, action adventure, comedy, kung fu, ghost story, monster movie. Yeah. Which uh, when – and I watched it again this morning because I hadn't seen it in a little while. Yeah. Uh, and always wanted it to be fresh. And he really throws everything in this movie. It clicks off every – like every category a young Kyle needed yeah. to be delighted. Right. <laughs> a little bit of special effects too. Special effects that weren't quite. I mean, at the time, they were still pretty good. Like when that when that uh, that that probing eyeball monster comes yeah. and he stabs it, and it just makes like a yeah. <laughs> it makes a squirrely <laughs> face that they just freeze frame on. I'm like, yeah. I'm laughing at that. I'm still scared. The three storms were still terrifying. Yeah, the the are those the basket head guys? Yeah, yeah. 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 One's uh, one's wind, one's uh-huh. a, a electricity, and what's the other one? One's got the lightning bolts. That's the one you can never see his eyes. This is how much of a fan I am. I can't even place. No, that's all right. Figure out all the. Well, I mean, I just watched it this morning. I can't remember because all I was thinking about were the cool weapons that they had. Yeah, in that beginning scene. Oh, when the when the gangs are fighting each other. Yeah, and I think one of them literally looks like he has like two back scratchers. Yeah, but when I was a kid, I was like, "Holy shit, that's so cool looking!" All this. Did you ever have? I don't know if you got like there was always like one store in a strip mall that like would sell. Like they were sort of selling, they were just trying to appeal to anything that yeah. somebody like maybe had some bongs, but mostly just had baseball cards and then weird like ninja stars. Yeah. Like when I was young, it was always, <laughs> kids always had ninja stars around, uh-huh. which is terrifying. Yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, kids always, in like, the weird, 80s. Yeah. Or one kid would have the, the size or whatever they are, the three pronged. Uh-huh. The one long was, it's, it just looks like a Brazilian yeah. steakhouse skewer. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, all th- that – one of the things as a kid that got me, though, with Big Trouble in Little China is I always wonder when we went in there, Hidden Temple, uh-huh. where low pan's coming down. Yeah. And there's all that neon. And I was like, that's just a guy's job. Yeah. Like somebody still <laughs> – like they still had a contract. I remember being as a kid like, who put in all the neon? Yeah. Like they just, just still hired a guy like, listen, if you can keep it hush, hush. We got a, pro- we got a, a, a good project for you. Yeah. You need to uh, do all the lights in our hidden layer of doom. (laughs) (laughs) 
but don't tell anybody, all right? We're trying to keep it secret down here in the underworld. Like, I kept thinking, like, so many did that. Yeah, they're talking about going into the underworld where, like, you know, everything's opposite and that's where the demons live. But also a guy with, like, his equipment coming in and just installing all the neon around. Totally. Uh, another scene I really, uh, that got me today was the, um, was when they broke, when they, uh, he and Wang busted in, uh, mm. posing as telephone repair guys. <laughs> and literally the only thing he does is like has a phone in his hand. Yeah, exactly. And they just breeze right past security. <laughs> and then later in that sequence, uh, I think they're trapped in the water. Yeah. And he goes, uh, Wang goes, you know, what'd you think? We were just going to waltz in and out of here. And he was like, yeah, that was the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't want that showing up on the credit card. <laughs> Looking for a girl with green eyes. Yeah. So oh, that funny. Whole, like that whole bad, like fixing the tie, almost Rodney Dangerfield-esque routine. That oh yeah. On. When he's, uh, when he's in the nerd glasses. Y- yeah, yeah. Which yeah. are now cool glasses. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing is so over the top. Of yeah. Like, anyway. Yeah. Oh boy. Raining cats and dogs out there. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what's so great about it is like watching it again today. There were so many moments that were clearly like looked like something out of a Three Stooges episode. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't trying to take itself seriously in any way. Yeah. Like one of the last fight scenes, there's, I don't know if you remember, there's that one shot where it just shows an open doorway when Wang is being chased back and forth and they yeah. just lo- lock the camera down. And, you know, someone clearly offset is just like throwing furniture every now and then. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's like a fucking Three Stooges episode. Like yeah. straight up. Yeah. Yeah. All, <laughs> I, uh, also, well, going back to the lair too, like he had an escalator down there. Like it was yeah. so cheesy. <laughs> like this hidden that. layer of villainy. Yeah. You have there's an escalator. An escalator. <laughs> <laughs> you finally got an escalator like a shopping mall. <laughs> like you just decorated a shopping mall for your lair. Yeah. That's As a kid, I was like, this it. movie's great. Uh, now did you, were you a big Kurt Russell guy? Uh, then or did that kind of start it or? I think that probably started, that definitely led me to Captain Ron. Yeah. I, uh, this, this is how bad I was with movies. Like, Captain Ron came out, I think I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. That's whenever, like, the kids were finally, like, that's where you'd meet, you know, everybody be at the mall going to the movies. Yeah, sure. And that's, it was the same time that singles came out. And that was, like, the most yeah. important thing. Cause it was right when Nirvana came out right. and singles. And it was all about, oh man, the grunge life. And it was like the coolest, the, the embodiment of uh-huh. everything that was cool about the era. And I convinced all my friends to go see Captain <laughs> Ron. And I remember coming out and like everybody's like in the food court at the mall, like, "Oh, did you see singles?" Yeah, like, "Would you go see like Captain Ron?" <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ron's a great movie. Uh, it's Kurt Russell being silly. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I like that no matter what. Yeah, well, John Carpenter in another interview said that uh, Jack Burton and Captain Ron mm-hmm. are his two favorite Kurt Russell roles, and that's yeah. after <laughs> directing Snake Plissken. And the thing, like he picked those over that. Well, because Kurt, he's a he's a versatile guy. People don't give yeah. him the credit. He's a versatile guy, and uh, yeah, I like that. Th- that's just Jimmy Buffett, Jack Burton, uh-huh. anyway. <laughs> you know, yeah, a little bit skeeving, a little bit conniving. Yeah, yeah, good movie. <laughs> Bet better than Overboard, that's for sure. Yeah, it was a little more yeah. for the family. That's right. He made it with his wife. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really like stoked sweet. to see that he's still like thriving though, you know? Yeah. Like Kurt Russell's, and he looks exactly the same. You know, he's still got that jawline and that hairline. Yeah. You know? I've, I've learned that the hair is not true in Hollywood. Oh no. I, is I he honestly, plugged? I don't know what I'm not, I'm not saying he does or not, but then you realize like I'm a bald guy. Yeah. And I'm always looking at like, 
yeah hair sure like, not that i'm not but it's always come on none of you guys well no none I know. Of you guys went bald i know what you mean but if they went bald now or they took care of it early on wow impressive it's the guys like like that roger stone muppet hair yeah like where it's like who, who do you think why do you think that looks good yeah or when you can see someone and you're like you had less hair 10 years ago like so what what's like Jeremy Piven and think, dudes like that or Jeremy Piven was going bald oh, in, yeah. in uh I was like the singer Quiet say Riot. Say anything, yeah. Yeah, Quiet Riot when it, like in 83, it's like all the way back, like uh-huh. Count Chocula hairline. Right. And then all of a sudden like reunion tour in 95 and yeah. it's just full main. Yeah, but at that, that point, work? I think if you just own it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like like I, Bruce like Willis. Jason Alexander did it for like, he's like, yeah. he's had hair. He's like, he's never had hair. Wanted to have hair. Like, oh, then, then go for it. It's like a woman. With, like, fake breasts, like, if you're just like, yeah, got them done. Wanted big ones. Right yeah. on. <laughs> right. right. I, I've said it before, like, that you get one vehicle for this journey. Right. And you soup it up however you want. No, so I agree. I went with dumb bumper stickers all over my body. <laughs> if you want to throw hair up there, but get it done good. Yeah. Like, the plug, the doll hair plug. Yeah, thing. but don't was, think you're kidding anyone. Oh, yeah. Don't ever, like, oh, see. I've thought about it. like it would be silly to start rocking a piece later in life. Like no, yeah. nobody's doing nobody's doing a piece. <laughs> oh, you see one every once in a while. Oh no, not in our generation, but yeah. Like when you see a piece these days, it's like it's pretty great. Oh, uh, like an old Jackie Mason. Yeah, where it looks like the piece just hovers in the house, and they go stand below it every day. Yeah, and that's how they put it on. There was there was a guy in like a comic in L.A. where it's like you know you still have to cut the rest of your hair to match the length. Of the piece. Like, it was the most obvious <laughs> dead thing. But he wasn't an older guy. So yeah. I was like, hey, you can't just let the sides grow out and then the top doesn't move. It's right. Like, hey, we can all tell. Yeah, or the dudes that get, um, I mean, get a piece that's age appropriate. Like, they'll get the, the ink black uh, piece with the, the clearly different colored gray hair underneath. Yeah, or when or when they dye the beard to match the hair and it's yeah. just one uniform. Uh-huh. Color. Yeah. Somebody was commenting on that. Steven Seagal's picture, and I forget who put the tweet out. Like, he just was, like, endorsing, like, just whatever the the football controversy. Uh-huh. But they show him. Have you seen the picture of him lately? No. We still got the slick black, like, slick back black hair. Yeah. Completely dark goatee. Uh-huh. And somebody's like, so what, what? He's just a, like, he's just a Grand Theft Auto villain now. <laughs> I forget. It. Somebody said that on Twitter. It was the most, when you look at the picture of him, yeah. he's got, like, the yellow, the yellow glasses. Like, <laughs> Which is a Grand Theft Auto villain. <laughs> yep. Well, I think Kurt Russell's hair is real. I'm going on record. I'm, I just for the for the sanctity of it. Yeah. Yeah. He never needed no piece. No, I don't think so, man. I, mean, I think he would have owned it. Yeah, I think so. It looks real enough, and some guys just are lucky like that. Yeah. But not every dude in Hollywood. No, not at all. Mean. Not at all. Uh, and he was clearly doing a John Wayne. Like I didn't realize that when I was younger either. But yeah. When I saw it today, and then in recent years. I was like, and and yeah. even in that's kind of his shtick now anyway. Like in uh, Hateful Eight, did you see that? I didn't see that one. Well, he's he, I mean he's full he's on John doing, Wayne. He's in a western already. Well, even in the even in the Fast and Furious movies, he's kind of like the macho dude. Like macho. I haven't seen him in helming. those. I think I only saw that first one. They're great. Are they? I will I will defend those. All right. They did like they knew exactly once they found it. Yeah. They, like you you want to see cars doing crazy shit yeah sure here you go yeah and it's just enough to where like okay 
it's not Transformers dumb. Right. Like, it's dumb, but you're giving me the benefit of the doubt. Like, this could almost maybe happen. Right. <laughs> just a little just bit. like a thread. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Like, that's all right. I, I'll take it. You gave me that much yeah. possibility. Those movies made us so much money, though. Like, they're, like, they should keep making those forever. They're a great, uh, they're a good time in the theater. Yeah. You know, it's a good big screen. It's, it's I know what I'm going to see. I used yeah. to have a roommate who gets so mad. It was funny. He was like a real cinephile, real snob. And what's, yeah. uh, he would watch, he would just sit in his room and watch these classic, like almost hard to watch complicated movies and really feel superior. Like the Transformers is number one in the box office. Yeah. That's just because everybody's stupid. Right. I'm like, no, that's what people want to see on a Friday night at the movies. I'm like, you come home with Carl's Jr. every day and there's a <laughs> chef saying the same thing about like, why can McDonald's say one billion served right. and everybody's fat when you could just get healthy food? Like there's somebody saying that about this faction of your life. Yeah. Like, it's not indicative of the intellect of the, well, I mean, I can't say that about recent years, but. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, the same country elected Donald Trump as president that made yeah. Transformers the number one movie. Yeah. I'm, a I'm there. defending Fast and Furious, <laughs> so who am I? Uh, so another thing that I saw when I was doing the research was um, at this screening, Kurt Russell, they addressed – apparently he got some blowback back in the day for like the just the racial stereotyping, which <clears throat> is surprising for 1986 Yeah, for anyone to say anything like that. Well, but uh, Kurt Russell said – he said, no, he's like, people didn't get it. It was a tribute to Hong Kong cinema. And it was John Carpenter trying to bring that to America because no one had done that yet. And like a yeah. big Hollywood movie. And what, like now not not having the knowledge of Hong Kong cinema, in what way is it? I think just like your... martial arts movies <clears throat> and uh, big all, action. Yeah. And all the crazy like, you know, flipping through the air like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon stuff. OK. So like, yeah, like a Kung Fu movie. Yeah. Oh, so pe- so people that didn't realize that that's what kung fu movies were thought it was racist. I think. Oh, I don't even know if racist. Just sort of uh, those that other movie around the same time, Black Rain, the Michael Douglas movie, and then this one came out near each other. And I think just the Asian community had something to say about like these white directors yeah. saying like, oh, well, they're all in these gangs and doing this and that in Chinatown. But uh, for John Carpenter, it was just an homage to to Asian cinema. Yeah, you just came up with a storyline. Yeah, exactly, and made it. I mean, that did make – was San Francisco's Chinatown. Yeah. Right? Did he mention that it's there? Or no, no, it is. You see the shots of it. You see yeah, he goes across the yeah. Golden Gate Bridge at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And it's – I mean, that just gave more allure to it. And yeah. It more, you know, more exciting. I remember as a kid visiting San Francisco, I had relatives there. I'm like, oh, it's China. Oh, yeah. This is Go the, to Chinatown. This is Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, it was originally supposed to be a Western um, – I think the original script, uh, where is that? Yeah, it was written by Gary Goldman and David Weinstein as a Western. And then they hired this, the guy who did Buckaroo Banzai. Mm-hmm. They hired him to rewrite it, uh, as not a Western. And that's why it sort of has that sort of Western feel still, yeah, I think. But that's the enticement too, is like, that they do like the underworld and the spirits and the, and the balance of good and evil, which yeah. can exist. That's, you know, that's a, Plotline for almost every story is right. the balance of good and evil, but that there's magic and sorcery and all those things they say that describe it's like a Western kung yeah. fu action monster movie. Uh-huh. And also allowing that, like once you allow like, oh, yeah, we're in the underworld. Right. Oh, well, then, yeah, then there's monsters. Yeah. Then there's guys that can explode themselves. Right. 
you know, suicide bomb themselves. Yeah, like, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like refuses to admit defeat. So he like, yeah. And the way that scene cuts back, like, oh, what's he? Oh, he's doing a weird thing. Uh-huh. And then it cut to their reactions, and then back to him with the special effects and the smoke coming out of his ears. Yeah, that looks a lot like uh, what? But they tried to make it serious, like the Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah, love that when, movie. Uh, when there was the kid who can control everything uh-huh. and made the whole world like cartoons. Yeah, that one scared the shit out that, of me. It was, but it was the same. It, it reminded me of that same scene, but in Big Trouble Little China, it was funny the way the guy looked and the smoke was coming out. Right. But it was the same idea in that other scene. And Twilight Zone, the movie, that should be on the list too because that – Yeah, I love that movie. I, I was never a big Twilight Zone, the, the show guy. Yeah, same I, here. I love Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. more of my speed. But when it was like the, showing the world as animated, like this is – haunting yeah the way they would show like trapped in the cartoon maze and the cartoon's gonna eat them like oh yeah that was a big cable movie for me i, I saw twilight zone the movie a lot oh that one Ooh, that one got that, the, the whole john lithgow the whole plane thing john lithgow on the plane that, yeah. that alien looks so creepy uh-huh sitting on a wing i'll yep. still like once every I'll fly a lot every once in a while I'm like, <laughs> about that on a night if flight saw, if you saw that oh oh if you saw that yeah <laughs> yeah that one and then the. Uh, of course, now as an adult, like the the Vic Morrow. Oh, uh, and how that piece. went down. Wasn't that one of those movies that just everything about it was cursed or was that? I don't know. I mean, ones? that definitely was uh, like the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. And yeah. that footage is online. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. But um, I I tracked it down a couple of years ago. I didn't know they actually had footage of that helicopter Yeah, and then crash. you watch it and you're like, why did I watch that? Uh, yep. Why That's did I see this? Exactly right. Didn't they sue? Who was directing that? Was, uh, I think that was John Landis, right? John Landis. Yeah. And they got – they were suing him for that. Wasn't yeah, I mean, some... he, he – that was a big uh, – that was a big of, dent in his career for a yeah, while. Yeah, wasn't he kind of a maniac director? Yeah, I think so. Well, and I'll, you know how, I mean, you've been on movie sets. You know what the deal is. Like, yeah. if they want to get that shot, then they're going to get it. <clears throat> Some people will bark up for safety now, but. Yeah, well, um, that woman got hit by the train. Yeah, that was here. Film that. Oh, was it here? Yeah. <clears throat> and then that started a whole. Yeah, that was, uh, she was a local Atlanta AC and. Yeah. uh so like like that hit Atlanta really hard. All the ACs did like their tributes to her, but yeah. that was another one, man, where they just fucking shouldn't have been out there. Yeah, you know, didn't didn't get didn't know that the line was. Yeah, active. I don't think they had permission to be. On, and of course, as soon as it happens, everyone is saying, "Well, well, no, it's their fault. They didn't let us know." And then the people that own <laughs> yeah. the place said, "Well, no, it's not our fault. We let you know." And you know, no one takes responsibility. It is. I mean, having been on a few sets, not. A lot of experience. It is weird how much <clears throat> every union, you know, you get your lighting union, your grip union. So yeah. I'm like, all right, we got to get this shot. So let's go. Uh, I just need to turn that bounce a few inches and I'll uh-huh. be standing next to it. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll just do it. I'm standing right. Yeah. Like, no, don't touch it. Don't touch it at all. And, I, and now it's another 20 minutes to get I the guy know. who can touch it. Yeah. And it's all right. Yeah. Some nice. states are pretty hardcore about that. They're yeah. a lot looser here. I mean, when it's when it's for safety, yes, but then some of it does seem like an awful lot of red tape. Yeah, just, like get something done for sure. Uh, so I got to mention the boots. Uh, mm-hmm. You can buy those. Really? I got yes. the tank top. Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend got me the tank tops. Like I know you like this movie. I'm like, ah, you know me. So what, what do, do you wear it around the house or I wear I wear I've worked to the beach I got it all dirty so oh, it's got nice. stains on it I'm upset That's I'm like I gotta get, I gotta get another one now yeah I oh, got man, it stained I'm like this up. deserves to be pristine she, she's like but it's from it should look dirty it's from Big Drum I'm like no, yeah I want, I want it nice like, yeah 
This is my going out tank top. I want it nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get the boots. Um, I looked them up online today thinking that you could. And of course you can. There's a company that makes them, uh, for 300 bucks. Oh, uh, boots, boots aren't cheap. No, but, but these are pretty cool. You know, what was it? What, was there something on the boot? What was, well, I mean, they, I know they, they just had cowboy boots. Yeah. They were, um, they were like calf huggers. So like his jeans. Oh, the went tall, in. yeah, they were super tall ones. Yeah, tall boots yeah. that like went up to his calf, and his jeans were inside, and like they laced all the way up the side. Yeah. And of course, I don't. I'm sure you don't get a knife in the boot for these. Yeah, when you buy them. Yeah, gonna be extra. Yeah, but that was just some, like some sweet Wranglers. That's <laughs> all those boots today. It's like holy shit, I forgot That's about those. Right and that was such a part of the outfit. Yeah, were those calf hugging boots, uh-huh. the jeans, and then the. The tank top the tucked, tuck, in tucked in to, tank. <laughs> to the jeans. Oh. Such a good look. Yeah. Uh, you I know. follow – there's a Jack Burton Says Twitter account where it just randomly once a day or whatever will just put out. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll shake the pillars of heaven. Like we'll just put yeah. out like a quote from it. It's such a quotable movie. Oh, yeah. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> I <just laughs> yeah. feel kind of invincible. Kind of invincible. What uh, – I wonder who runs that account. <laughs> what was it? Was it how many demon bags? Was it six demon bag or seven? Oh, I can't remember. Six demon bag. Six demon bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's just every detail. It's like, what's in what? Yeah, and then they play the whole, like, uh, final ten minutes of the movie with the lipstick all over his face, which yeah. is just – I mean, it's such a dumb gag, but it works so well. It's a feel-good movie. Yeah. That gives you a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. But in these trying times, I think it's a worthwhile film to just take a break and, yeah. like, it's an enjoyable picture. Yeah, for sure. So you you're – going to go with Big Trouble because, like, literally the reason is it just makes you happy. Yeah, it's just silly and it's joy and it's not, I mean, you can get, I guess the love story is a little bit, eh. you know. I mean, it's got to have A little one-dimensional. Kim yeah, Cattrall's character yeah. doesn't. But then, well, what's his name finds love at the end? The, 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 who was, wasn't Eggshen's. Son, who's the other Asian guy? Oh, right. Yeah. Who's kind of like helping. And uh-huh. He fought like the reporter. Yeah, who's yeah. the one who cracked. Well, actually, they're the ones who kind of made the whole story happen. Is they're the one like covering. There's like human trafficking. Yeah. Which really you don't. That's sort of what the movie's about. Through human trafficking and the value of an Asian woman with green eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you forget all about that. Like, oh, the monsters are fun. Oh, also, yeah, the human trafficking, the sex trafficking part <laughs> of Big Trouble in Little China does get kind of uh, dusted over pretty well. Yeah. It <laughs> sort of occurred to me today when I was watching it. I was like, man, I don't remember that being sort of the subplot yeah. of this movie is they're rescuing these women. Yeah. And, and then the soundtrack, like in the airport, where it's like, like that piercing synth music. Yeah. Well, that's John yeah, Carpenter. That's Carpenter doing yeah. his thing. For sure. He was doing live. He was doing a live show. You know, another another thing I missed, but yeah. Oh, uh, where he did his yeah, uh, I was just movie playing music. that music. I'm like, I don't know if I want to just sit and listen to that. <laughs> oh, I bet it was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he had like uh, visuals or and stuff or. That would have been cool, but that that scene in the airport is like, yeah, just like, and those guys just look all yeah. They look so menacing. Yeah, eighties and eighties menacing. Yeah, eight, yeah, eighties menacing. <laughs> like, like let's dress let's dress as suspiciously as possible. <laughs> Oh, of course we're going to need all – just let's wear all our gang's headbands to the airport to kidnap a woman. Like you wouldn't right. do that a little more – you wouldn't try to be a little more subversive. Right. Well, and of course back then though, you could probably bring weapons like that into an airport, no problem. Yeah, but. yeah, true. I think everybody just – yeah, you could just have a gun. It's fine. <laughs> 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. All right, well, I'd like to finish up with a couple of quick bits here. Um, one is called What Ebert Said. This movie is a complete disappointment. And he was not a big fan, unfortunately, yeah. of this movie. Uh, he gave it two stars, and he has this quote. Uh, it must have seemed like a great idea, and the first 30 minutes of the movie gave me lots of room for hope. It was fast-moving, it was visually spectacular, it was exotic and lighthearted, and filled with a spirit of adventure. But then gradually the movie begins to recycle itself. It began to feel as if I was seeing the same thing more than once. And uh, after one amazing subterranean chamber had been survived and conquered, everyone fell down a chute into another one. By the end of the movie, I was just plain weary. So I give a thumbs down to that because the movie is like an yeah. hour and 35 minutes long. Like, well, that's one of the things I like about it is it's really lean. There's not any fat in this movie. Yeah. Does he does he review like <clears throat> platoon? Like, well, they were in a battle and they were in another battle. And there's another battle. <laughs> He's getting tired of all the battles in this movie about the Vietnam War. Yeah, that was so great <laughs> to me about Big Trouble in Little China is they had that little character piece at the beginning yeah. to set it up, <clears throat> and then it's just balls to the wall, fun yeah. action from that point on. And James Hong being like Lopan just 
out of his mind crazy. Oh, I yeah. got to meet him a couple years ago. Oh, no way. <clears throat> I was jet lagged. I was doing I was doing my voiceover work uh-huh. and he would come in and do voiceover. Like he still does stuff, I think, for video games and things like that. He's got such a great and, voice. And, yeah, and he was in the same studio and somebody told him I was like, like a lot of people like like sometimes the Kardashians have to come in or Katy Perry. Like you don't get excited about that stuff. No. They're like, yeah, James Hong is here. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. And I was like, I was like nervous, excited. Oh yeah. And then they just told me, I'm just doing my, I'm in the booth recording, or the door opens behind me, like, who's this? And like, they just sent him in to mess with me. Wow. And he was just a silly, fun old man. Man, that's amazing. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, I'm just big fan. Also, big role in Nerds Two, Nerds in Paradise. Oh, was he in that? He was Booger's kind of shaman. Oh, that's right. Who taught him how to hawk loogies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Man, he's had such a great career. He's been around. Yeah, he's been he's been in everything. He's got such a great voice too. Yeah, he's a sweet, sweet old man. That's awesome. Uh all right, and then finally we finish with five questions. Uh you can be succinct or not. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Uh first movie you remember seeing in the theater. Mm, my dad told me he took me to see Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. And that means I would have been about Two. Right. I want to say, I think it's called Continental Divide. John Belushi. No, okay, no, then it wasn't that one. Okay. <laughs> but it was something else. What's the one with, um, oh, shit. This is the roundabout way that I remember things. All right. Uh, Super Dave Osborne's brother. In real life? Yeah. Oh, geez, I don't know. Albert Brooks. Oh, they're brothers? Yeah. Holy Albert shit. Albert Brooks' real name is is Albert Einstein. I mean, oh, I didn't Super know that. Super Dave is, is Bob. That's right. Or Robert Brooks. But, yeah, okay, yeah. So anyway, Albert Brooks and who was the actress from Airplane? Julie. Uh, Lost in America. That was – I remember seeing that one. Okay. I think that was the one I saw. Wow. That's... Kind of just being a kid and just being like, well, this is the one dad wants to see. Yeah, that's t- a total dad movie. And I don't know what year that was. It was probably about 84. So yeah. So maybe about eight years old. All right. Well, that's a good one. Uh, first R-rated movie that you saw, like theater or home? Oh, I mean, like I said, we got cable early on. So right. I was dipping into <laughs> – I don't, would The Shining be rated R? There's not a lot of sw- – no, they show the naked woman in the tub. And yeah, it had to be rated R. Maybe The Shining. Okay. Maybe the, that one's a hard one to remember because as soon as I was just a little kid, like, staying up late watching cable, it was all – Yeah. All R-rated stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the Searching for boobs. Yeah, or just – or scary <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But in a lot of those movies, like – uh, oh, Night of, the, Night, Night of the Comet was a movie I should have mentioned, too. That was a weird... Love that movie. Th- yeah, dystopian. Uh-huh. Uh, just like, oh, yeah, Wasteland and then the crazy Nazi zombies that uh-huh. would stalk them. But uh, Night of the Demons. I don't remember that one. It was, just a, it was just a bad B movie with nobody in it. And it was just like, oh, I bet you can't stay in that haunted house. And then they'd stay in the haunted house and... Demons lived there, and it possessed some of the kids, and there was boobs in it. But it was one of those things. Like this is a late night movie again. Yeah, everything I need. Right, boy, that demon's scary. I wish they would have shown it before the boobs, because the boobs would have erased my memory of how good the makeup was for that demon. But they did it afterwards. They're like, ah, his boobs were nice. Demon. Oh shit! Now my whole night's ruined. Uh, it's funny. Um, we did a, uh, a stuff you should know episode recently where I mentioned Night of the Comet, and. 
Catherine Stewart mm-hmm. wrote in and said, Hey, she was like, it's me. And she was the older sister that was also in Weekend at Bernie's and uh, a bunch of other oh, yeah. 80s movies. And the, she younger, wrote the younger sister f- started following me on Twitter. I don't know. I'm like, oh, why no do way. I know this person? Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, and I, like, didn't contact with me. But I'm like, wow. You're from, yeah. Yeah. You're the lady. Yeah. But she wrote in and she listened to uh, Stuff You Should Know, and uh, I, which totally just like floored me. Like anytime <laughs> you hear something like that. Yeah. But she lives in New York and we're doing some live shows. And I think she's going to come out and stuff. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So she was the love interest in Weekend at Bernie's. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And she, dude, she looks exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. And so does the other one. I've, I've looked her up too. Good for looking at that. That's great. Right. She follows you on Twitter. people taking care of themselves. That's what those pay off. You should see her hairline. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I think it's lower. <laughs> uh, will you walk out of a bad movie? And if so, do you remember doing so? <clears throat> oh. I can't think of a movie. I always kind of give it enough of a shot to mm-hmm. the point where I'm like, well, now I've been in it long enough. Like, what's the point in leaving? I can't think of – I think I did once. I can't remember what it was. <clears throat> One of the most fun is when there's a, a collective disapproval. Mm-hmm. Oh, in like the theater. everybody in the theater. Uh-huh. I remember seeing 54 <laughs> in the theater. And I remember everybody just – it was like a Friday night, suburbs. Like, everybody's going – that's what you do. You go see the movie. Yeah. And everybody, you know. Was that the Studio 54 movie? Yeah, with yeah. Mike Myers. That one sucked. And at one point – well, that's – it's all quiet and everybody's being pretty polite in the theater. And then there's just, I forget, like it was just that it's like where like timing was perfect. Uh-huh. And they're like about to kiss. And guy says like, well, and this is what it's all about or something. Uh-huh. And there's a pause and somebody just goes, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. And the whole theater's like, it does. <laughs> I'm not alone. And then the yeah. rest of the time, everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Like I remember seeing, um, the, the movie about the Black Dahlia. That was made that uh-huh. was unbelievably terrible. Maybe yeah. I don't know about cinema enough. No, that but, one was pretty bad. And it was another thing. It was a very small theater, and it was quiet. There's like you could hear the murmuring starts. Like this isn't a good movie. And then you just hear some guy, this really big fellow in the front row, just starts snoring. Like he just went. <laughs> he was out. Like sleep apnea snores. Like, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh, good. All right. Good times, everybody. Good times." Sometimes you need that, you know. Yeah, it, and then, well, that gives you license to now laugh at a bad movie uh-huh. and actually have a good time instead of sit there quietly. Like, well, I don't want to be a jerk. Right, because somebody might be enjoying this. Yeah, yeah. What if they, I don't want to be an idiot that ruins a movie for everybody? Right. But now oh, we can all heckle the movie because that guy's snoring. Awesome. We're all on the same page. That's great. Uh, number four, do you have any guilty pleasures uh, movies uh, that you'll kind of watch over and over? I mean, most of my pleasures are guilty, but I also try <laughs> to live to a point. I'm like, well, what what am I going to be embarrassed about? Yeah, sure. You know, I there's, oh, I yeah, I I like bad stuff, but not even bad stuff that's like campy. Like, uh-huh. oh, I like old monster movies, and like like, you know, I'll I'll watch the bucket list. Uh huh. Like that'll be yeah. on because that I saw that movie at a time in my life. Like I was on the road and I was ending a relationship and I got to Vegas to do shows and Vegas is terrible. Like I put the bags in bed, just turn the TV on, have some sound and the bucket list was on. I watched it. I'm like, oh, I guess we'll just cry now. Yeah. And I'll, yeah, I'll watch Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman just be old buddies yeah. that are dying. That's like, great. Like, and like, all right, I remember that time. But I. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I I thought most of my stuff was guilty pleasure. We were talking about, you know, thrashing. Oh, yeah, the old skate movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that appeals to my interest. It's not a good movie. Right. 
for some reason, like car stuff, like Gone in sixty seconds, the remake. Yeah, I saw that. I like I like cars doing cool stuff. Yeah, like I don't I don't need these <laughs> hard straight emotional like who done it stuff. Like ah, cars doing cars going fast. Yeah, <laughs> I just watch that. Uh, all right, and finally number five, movie going one hundred and one with Kyle Kinane. Uh, what's, what's your movie going rituals? Do you, do you have any, you go by yourself, you sit in the same spot. I don't go to movies often. Okay. When I do, I, uh, I really try to make sure it's not a time where any teenagers, any rowdy teens would be there. So like middle of the week during the day. Yeah. Love it. I love an empty theater. Uh, Uh, fortunately living in LA, there's a lot of, you know, respect for the movies. Like everybody there, like helped probably make a movie at some point. So, yeah. you know, you go and you be polite. You don't mm-hmm. be a jerk at the theater. So I get lucky with places like the Arc, Arc Light or the Vista yeah. where they're like, no, you're here to see movies. Yeah. I was talking with Brandy about the Vista too. I used to live oh, there. Oh, man. It's the best. And if you go and there's the Tiki Tea or uh-huh. the Good Luck, two Tiki bars. Oh, yeah. I've been to both. Right around the corner from uh-huh. the theater. And if you have two Tiki drinks, uh-huh. that will knock you on your ass. <laughs> and then you just go and have the best time you can have yeah and the vista they took out every other row of seats yeah there's so, so much you room stretch out and the, and the guy who uh i don't know if it's the owner or the manager dresses up on the premiere night dresses uh-huh. up like a character <laughs> of the movie yeah. show it doesn't matter which one yep just a guy who loves movies and he's gonna dress up and tear your ticket for you uh-huh. <clears throat> and so i think my ritual is just try to go to the if i want to see a movie try to go see it at the vista yeah like the whole experience is just it's set up for like we know you want to have a good time at the movies. If anybody heckles, they'll get probably clobbered by the person sitting next to them. There. Yeah, and it's a good, it's a one screen theater. Yeah, it's best. But I settle in. You know, I I'm, I'm a, I like my sweets. I usually overdo it with uh, gummies, uh-huh. with like uh, like sour patch or uh-huh. like gummy watermelons. I'm, okay, you'll see. Like I'll get. I'll, it's like oh, you know, thirteen dollars a pound. I don't know how much they are, but uh-huh. it's always an exorbitant price. Yeah, I'm like well, that's. Too much. I mean, I'll get it. I'm like, I don't need a pound of these. Right. I need maybe three handfuls, but I'm like, I'm probably going to get a pound. Yeah. Like I'm buying at the grocery store. Well, some of the, the big uh, theater chains have the, the oh, bins the where you bins? can just get. So dangerous. Yeah. You can get a little bit, though, if you want. Which is nice. <clears throat> so dangerous. Yeah. The bulk bin. Yeah. But how often you get like, that's not going to be in there. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I do. I like my sweet snacks. It's one of the only times I allow myself a pop or a soda for uh-huh. some of the listeners. Get a big Coke. Yeah. Some big Coke, some sweets. Mm-hmm. Popcorn never tastes good if I buy it, but if somebody else gets it, then it's delicious. So I make somebody <laughs> else to get popcorn. Yeah. Too much butter, too much salt. Uh-huh. Like I really just, I really parch myself. Right. So you treat yourself at the Yeah, time. at the movies. It's, you know, nobody can see you, shamefully. Yeah, that's part of it, I think. Well, I get, pop, get popcorn all everywhere. Over, like, all just, in the I'm, I'm like a real slob. <laughs> yeah, I'm real gross. I went to one of those theaters where you could eat. Where they serve you a meal in there? Yeah, what, terrible idea. Because I'm like, yeah, like trying to eat in the dark. I'm like, I'm bad at this with the lights on. Yeah, now I'm trying to like not dribble all over myself and watch a movie. <laughs> like this is rough. All right, thanks, Kyle. Thanks, man. It's a good time. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Yeah, bud. All right, everybody, there it was, Kyle Kinane, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. This is one of those where it was pretty great because there there wasn't a lot of deeper meaning going on with the film. It was just basically Kyle saying, oh, man, I fucking love that movie, which is so Kyle Kinane. 
and that's all you need, you know? It doesn't have to be anything deep. It just has to be a movie you love, and you can watch over and over. It was kind of cool to learn that he he had the tank top, and he has a tattoo. So it, it was a bigger deal than I thought for him, this film. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. So big thanks to Kyle for coming in. Check him out on Twitter, Kyle Kinane, at Kyle Kinane, that is. And uh, go to kylekinane.com for all his uh, latest and greatest for his his tour. And uh, really, you're going to be doing yourself a favor if you check him out live. It's, it's one of the, the great stand-up acts you'll be seeing. So thanks for joining us. And until next week, I will take some M&Ms and some lightly buttered popcorn. Thank you. Movie Crush is produced, edited, engineered, and scored by Noel Brown from our podcast studio at Pond City Market, Atlanta, Georgia. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.